You're tuned in to Spirited Detroit, the podcast. I'm your guide, Bailey M. Bain, here to share my journey healing my mental, physical, and spiritual health through holistic lifestyle changes. This is our sacred space to talk about mental health, self-care, spirituality, and lifestyle. Thanks for listening. Hello, Spirited Community. Thank you so much for joining me for the New Year episode of Spirited Detroit, the podcast. It is January 1st. It is a Friday, which is super weird because we're like ending the week by starting off a new year. Um, So I don't know how you guys are feeling about all that. But before we um, go any further, I wanted to just thank you all for your consistent support you and your listening and your sharing it means so much to me so i appreciate all of that that you've been doing in 2020 and um here's to growing our community in 2021 that being said on the same note of community i wanted to personally invite you to our event tonight in the spirited community um tonight january 1st at 7 p.m We are hosting a live yoga class for the new year. We're going to be doing a little bit of yoga, um, some meditation, and we'll go into some journaling prompts. That way you can start to set your intention for the new year. Um, All that you have to do to get into this yoga class is join the spirited community. And you're in luck because until January 3rd, the community will be open and we are actually doing early bird pricing so if you um, get your membership now you will be grandfathered in at only three dollars and 13 cents every month um, afterwards membership increases to eleven dollars and eleven cents a month so get your membership now that way you can get that early bird pricing i really want that for you i want you to join us for our event tonight and it will also be available as a replay in case you are listening to this after January 1. Um, you can go on and still participate in that yoga class um, in the replay. So I hope to see you there. I can't wait to see you there. Um, I will, you know, I'll be there guiding you through yoga, through meditation, and through your journaling prompts. So it'll just be a really fun way to spend your Friday evening for community. I know a lot of us are kind of stuck indoors anyways, so why not spend that time doing something you enjoy and working on yourself and your (laughs) self-care. Speaking of self-care, I wanted to get a little bit more vulnerable with you guys today and um, talk a little bit more about my personal experience and, you know, just through life, like who I am, what makes me who I am, and how... Like my mental health and therapy has kind of played into um, into my life there because it's kind of it's been something that it's not it's not new for me it's definitely something that's kind of been here my entire life but um, in my most recent I would say five years or so um, twenty seventeen to twenty so almost five years now. Um, I'm getting into a more mindful approach, whereas before, um, just kind of having access to traditional, um, you know, therapy and psychologists and, you know, just chain, um, like, like chain, not a business, but, but essentially a chain business for counseling, <laughs> um, 
yeah, so I guess, like, okay, so here's the thing. When I'm working through having a more mindful approach and doing the shadow work in my life, it's like we kind of start to uncover the stories that we've been telling ourselves. So um, my approach to this and how I'm going to speak on this is I'm going to try to give you, like, facts and not try to identify with the stories that I may have told myself that, that may have framed my being. Or if I do catch myself in that, like the goal is to try to catch myself in that. That's where I'm, that's where I'm going here. Um, I, I want to look at this like objectively and not feel victimized by the stories that I am telling myself. Um, so yeah. <laughs> um, I was born in 96 to two very young parents who were both 20 at the time. So, um, you know, I don't know much about, like, the dynamic of my super young life. But um, I, my parents, I don't know what year they got married. Honestly, I don't. They got married, they had my little brother, Robbie, and my little sister, Sydney. Um, shortly after Sydney was born, she was born in 2001, she, my parents, they got divorced. And I think I was in kindergarten at the time. Um, I don't know, like, what went on as far as, like, custody battles, though, for them. Um... But I do know that as a child, there was a lot of, like, conflict around parenting time. And, um, that wasn't, that wasn't easy. I remember, like, shortly after the divorce, um, I don't know why, if it was recommended by somebody, but I remember going and seeing a therapist with my, I think it was my mom. Um, I remember, like kind of working through things with like drawings and playing with dolls and talking um and that was always fine it was really just talk therapy then it didn't really you know I I guess that was just in efforts to like cope with the emotional part of like you know being a six-year-old with parents who were divorcing but um like I just remember that they fought a lot so I think that like, as sad as it was, it was, I knew it was going to be better for them to not be fighting all the time. Um, but, you know, going back to being a six-year-old, I don't necessarily remember, like, how that emotionally <laughs> affected me. Um, <clears throat> but, like, throughout elementary school, I remember seeing always, like, the school counselors, and I don't know if we continued with that same therapist, but I think it was, like, off and on therapy, um, throughout elementary school and that was always just talk therapy kind of like family therapy kind of deal um and that was always cool I still remember like my school therapist um I kind of had like a serendipitous experience with her again in middle school um because I kind of went through another cycle in middle school um with my mental health and being in a new therapist's office I, I ran into my therapist from my elementary school experience and it was like a weird sense of closure there so that was kind of cool um that almost brings me to middle school and um 
like there was a lot there's always a lot that happens in middle school like you know a lot of like physical changes with your body and kids are just mean we all know that especially at that age there's like a lot of developmental issues a lot of um you know people are or identity issues I guess I would say people are trying to figure out who they are and um so I think a lot of kids start to realize like they can judge others around that time and they start to find their friends and their cliques and um I think bullying really becomes a big problem in middle school I guess it could happen earlier but for me and my experience bullying started happening um in the middle school years for sure but oh excuse me but personally like in my experience I um (laughs) I identified a lot with this like emo scene kid uh persona so like I teased my hair really big and I really loved outlandish like clothing and stuff so I was really an an easy target to get made fun of a lot um (laughs) especially by girls who were like you know really into like makeup and and doing their hair all nice and pretty because I was more like like think Molly Crew and they were like Taylor Swift um so yeah really like different styles there which is really funny uh but outside of that I I was experiencing a loss so um my grandmother my maternal grandma she suffered from multiple sclerosis and it affected her mobility for a lot of her life um well I don't know I don't it not it onset later in her life I'm not sure what age but most of my life all of my life she suffered with MS so she was in a wheelchair and um you know progressively got worse and worse so uh the day after my 13th birthday my grandma um she passed away and that was really a weird turning point in my family like um I can I honestly have like a living breathing time capsule of that time period because of Facebook and um time hop so like every once in a while I'll get a notification like you know 11 years ago your grandma passed away and this is how you and your family were handling it just the way we interacted in posts and um I can honestly say that a lot of our strategy there for coping with her loss was um distraction and I don't think that we grieved that loss as a family properly there at all like I still don't think that we have um if I could go back and do things differently I I certainly would I don't know necessarily what I would do differently just being there um, being present with loss, but there's no correct way to cope with loss and cope with grief. So like definitely having, um, like compassion there for that time in life. But, uh, 
my entire family was going through a really hard time and I was going through a really hard time and not knowing as a kid how to handle that grief and how to cope with that I was kind of like crying out for help um like I was turning to alcohol and cigarettes and you know really really young um I wrote a letter to my mom and it was almost like a letter for help um, that kind of led to the onset of me being put in therapy again and that wasn't really a great experience for me there this was when I was at a you know a counseling office that's you know just like a chain business that you see in every single state and I don't think that they really had my best interest at heart um, that was where I ran into my old therapist there um, from elementary school but <clears throat> You know, it, it's part of my journey. So I went through a really rough patch with my family and my parents both there um, for uh, probably a good part of a year. And just, you know, on top of grief and then dealing with your parents fighting and, you know, decisions being made for you about your mental health and being put on medication and doctors telling you you're bipolar but really you're like experiencing grief and not understanding how to handle your emotions in that way and that's why I don't think they had my best interest at heart um all of that kind of led to a a court battle between my parents um I was looking to have custody changed from my mom to my dad at that point and um the court ordered therapy sessions and like tests so I remember taking tests like written tests involving mental health um, and I remember like reading questions that I knew pertained to like schizophrenia like like do you see things um that no one else sees or do you hear voices in your head and it's like well of course as a kid, you're scared as hell reading that. Like, well, if I say yeah, then they're going to put me in a hospital. You know what I mean? Um, but, like, no, I wasn't I wasn't really seeing things. Um, I don't think I was hearing voices in terms of, like, schizophrenic voices. I think that I hear, I hear voices still, like, um, like, spiritual voices. They're, like, it's me in my head and it's like insights and downloads that I don't understand why I'm, I'm thinking them or, or getting them. Um, but they're there and I, I know that's part of my experience as a light worker and, um, kind of some of my like psychic and empathic features and qualities about me, which is quirky and funny. Um, but I definitely don't think that that has anything to do with schizophrenia. I think that would be an entirely different experience. Um, having, knowing what, that looks like um but after that test they kind of ruled me they told me I had um borderline personality disorder and they ordered talk therapy after that and um once that was kind of going from middle school into high school I was doing talk therapy weekly with a therapist in Ann Arbor and just having like getting through all of that 
And having that be the outcome, like just talk therapy with this therapist who was only my therapist and um, we could just talk about what I was experiencing and going through. I remember that being good for me, like just having someone to go and vent to. I remember feeling still like, uh, like using my best judgment and discernment of what to say because I still felt like, you know, this is very conventional medicine and like they have power and they can use what I say against me kind of thing. Like it's, it's, it's a strange perception, I think, that people have of traditional therapy. Um, but that definitely helped me out having talk therapy then. And um, I kind of like got a lot better with that and I don't know remember why that stopped um but I was doing good for a while and then in high school like I went through a couple rough breakups um still didn't have really therapy through that that was just a life experience and um an emotional experience to get through and grow through and then um my let's see that would be summer of between sophomore year and junior year I was kind of going through a breakup and like living my best life, being my best self. My family went on vacation to, not really a vacation, but we went on a small trip to Cedar Point in Ohio. That's like every Michigander's destination. And um, my current boyfriend of almost eight years was there <laughs> at this on the same day. We were Facebook friends and we haven't really gone a day, like we've only gone a handful of days without talking to each other since then. So, um, you know, like all of this is part of your journey. So good and bad, that's all part of life. I know that now. Um, before I didn't, when I was in middle school and experiencing a loss, like that feels like the complete and absolute end of the world. You don't even know how to breathe right. Like it's hard to go through your day to day. Um, but like I kind of moved through that, trudged through that. We did a lot of like distracting as a family. We were like, oh, we're feeling emotions here. Uh, okay, well, let's go bowling tonight then and just, like, think about something happy instead of wallowing in um, in grandma's loss. And I wish that we would have actually, like, talked about that as hard as that would have been and as emotional as that would have been. I think it would have benefited us all if we could have, instead of going bowling and trying to distract ourselves from those feelings, sat down as a family and, and talked about those feelings and really had that, like, um, like talked about the memory like I remember even the funeral it was hard to like like be present there it was really a distraction kind of thing and um, I learned how to handle those emotions a lot better with my therapy experience in college so everything that I kind of went through in therapy before I was in college was really like traditional just um, like I said, psychology, and um, when I was in college, I was going through a lot, uh, working multiple jobs. I was in a particularly stressful um, program in school, and also at the same time, like, suffering and um, going through some things with my physical health. I was having a really hard time staying awake even though I was sleeping all the time I was freezing cold um, 
actually that was that was before that was after I even started therapy um I something must have happened I don't know what triggered that I remember it was like right around the time that Chester Bennington the lead singer of Linkin Park had committed suicide um there was like a string of celebrity suicides there that like I like that really affected me deeply and that wasn't the cause of like why I I sought help or why I was like not doing well with my mental health but I think it was a catalyst and like a trigger that made me understand like my mental health isn't great either um like I I feel like I have nobody to turn to um I have a hard time in social situations experiencing a lot of anxiety um you know depression and and sadness and everyone around me is like you have a good life like what is so wrong that you're this sad and this anxious all the time about absolutely everything and um that kind of like those celebrity suicides triggered looking for a therapist like if I have the ability to do it then why not do it and I found someone who like almost immediately seeing her picture she resonated with me she specialized in the specific um before I had started working with her uh as far as like oh yeah so when it's when it all started I had talked to my doctor about it and she gave me a genetic test and I told her that I didn't want to take um, medication for my mental health because of my experience in the past from middle school and then she gave me that genetic panel found out that my my body wasn't chemically making or recepting serotonin um, because of this genetic mutation called MTHFR and that's when I found a, a therapist who specialized in MTHFR and I found my therapist through that search but when I, I knew then I wanted to take a holistic approach. So that's kind of where I was searching is MTHFR, holistic therapist. Um, and I came across this therapist who specialized in psychotherapy and EMDR. And I immediately like resonated with her picture. I was like, this woman and her, like I could almost feel her energy. I was like, she doesn't feel like she's from Michigan. She feels like she's from um, like the West, like California or Arizona or something. Like she's got this Western energy to her. It's, it was really quite hard to explain. And, uh, I only recently stopped seeing her because, um, my insurance changed through work. But now that we're heading into, now that we're in 2021 and, uh, I am back on all my medical stuff I think it's a really good idea that I reach back out to her but um she made the most profound transformation I've ever been able to make so psychotherapy is different from psychology in the sense that it helps you get to the root cause like it helps you understand your childhood traumas what triggers them and how you can work through them um rather than just masking it up with medication. So uh, she introduced me to a book called The Presence Process that I talk about and advocate for all the time on here. I don't even get paid for it. I just believe so deeply in this book and this 10-week step process um, because it's completely changed my life and the way that I view things and the way I talk to myself, the way I talk to others, my relationship, 
um, with my boyfriend Cody and my family um, and myself, which is extremely important. Um, <clears throat> but she helped introduce me to this mindful path. Like, she helped introduce me to this lifestyle of using yoga and meditation and um, EMDRs, eye movement. Uh, I always forget this one. I've done a podcast on it before. Um, but it's it's like directional therapy. So it's just literally the way you look from side to side with your eyes is supposed to help reframe your thoughts. So doing this therapy session where you're moving your eyes and you're explaining what's coming up and you're talking through it and working through it with her, like you're going to be in this emotional space. Um, it's going to bring some things up and, and you might feel those intense, heavy emotions, but the goal here is to to move through them this time instead of masking those emotions and like she's helped me really understand that like how to control my emotions how to breathe through my emotions how to um sit into the sense of the present moment so i really am extremely grateful for that i will always advocate for um psychotherapy so um that's kind of like where my journey has gone uh i still you know, experience bouts of anxiety or depression, but I don't experience it nearly as often um, as I did in the past, where it was a daily occurrence that was actually, like, really affecting my life in a super negative way back then. Um, I now have the tools to get through and the tools to work through those negative emotions and that mindset, and that is all I could have ever asked for doing all of that without medication but instead using um, vitamins and lifestyle changes to change my life so <laughs> the point here is not to gain your sympathy it's not to tell you what to do that you shouldn't be in traditional standard therapy or that you should opt for EMDR and psychotherapy it's just simply to share my journey with you and to document my path it's to give me practice telling my story without um you know playing the victim and it is to give you something to think about so whether you are sitting here thinking your story sounds a lot similar or you're sitting here thinking that your story is much different um i just want you to know that you're not alone out there you always have a friend in me. You always have someone to hold space for you if you feel like reaching out. And I know because I've been that girl on the other side. I've been that girl sitting in her room um, with eight people in her family and, or, you know, a dozen people in her immediate family and a boyfriend who literally lives there and still feels like you are all alone and that you have no one to go to and no one to talk to. Um, even though I'm a stranger, sometimes, even back then, I kind of wished that I had that stranger that wasn't a fucking hotline for suicide or mental health, you know? Uh, I'm not a hotline. I'm not going to, I'm not a therapist. Um, I don't have any kind of higher power to put you in an institution um, or anything like that. And I know that's really shitty to say, but I know that I've been that girl with that fear. Um, so if you just need someone to to hold space for you, someone to be there for you, I've got you. I got you. So um, feel free to reach out at Bailey M. Bain on Instagram. 
I guess it's at Boho Bailey Studio now um, and or at Spirit of Detroit on Instagram. Um, you can send me an email, spiritedetroit at gmail.com or uh, join the Spirited community. Um, I will link that in the show notes as well. And you will have a, an, an entire community of lightworkers and um, spiritual, emotional beings to support you on your path. So I'm here for you, friend. You can do this. We can do hard things. Um, life, it ebbs and flows. We just got to go with the flow and, you know, get through things the best that we can. Be with our emotions, feel through them, and move on. I love you all. I'm so grateful for you. I'll talk to you next week. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to share it with your friends on social. And if you feel called, please write a review on iTunes. Your generosity and continued support helps our community keep growing. I'll talk to you next week on Spirited Detroit, the podcast.